Hi, welcome to Navigating the Spectrum with Michelle Portlock. I'm your host, Michelle Portlock, and I'm so happy to have you with me today. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Amanda Ertz, and Amanda is a mother of two, and her son is autistic, and she is also an assistant principal and author of the book, The Clouds That Chase Us. She is launching a business called Emoset, and she also started an organization called Autism Aptitude, where she helps parents through coaching. So Amanda's just a tiny bit busy and has a, just a few small things on her plate, right, Amanda? Just a few. <laughs> just a few. Welcome to Navigating the Spectrum. I appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a treat. Well, it's actually my pleasure because I read your book, The Clouds That Chase Us, and I read it very quickly because it's a fun, I don't know if the word is fun, but it was, it was really, I didn't want to put it down. I found it very, I found myself being really connected to what you were writing about because two of my children are autistic and I kept thinking, yes, that's how I feel. And I love that you stated it so beautifully. So I appreciated your book and I want to ask you a couple questions about your book for those that are listening. So I want to tell you again, listeners, that her book is called The Clouds That Chase Us. And it's a journey into autism. So Amanda, what inspired you to write this book? Well, looking back when I was writing it, it took me about two, maybe three years to, to really put everything together. Uh, mm -hmm. I was inspired to write it because I felt like every book I picked up about autism was, um, I felt like there were so many deficits involved and I, mm -hmm. I felt like I couldn't find any hope anywhere. And mm. I, as a, as a mom, there is a lot of hope. Uh, someone mm -hmm. who, you know, who um, has an adoring son who, who is on the autism spectrum uh, mm -hmm. is just one, one part of who he is. And I wanted the world to know that, that just because you are diagnosed with something doesn't mean that you can't have a tremendous spirit and you can't be joy-filled and there can't be some really awe-inspiring moments in your life. Uh, and I wanted others to know about that. Um, and, I, and I'm proud of my journey. I'm proud of, of the work that my kids and I uh, do together to create this life together because uh, you know, being um, being a mom and being an assistant principal and being an advocate for individuals on the spectrum, uh, there's there's a lot of moments in our house that I wanted to to lift up and share with others because it's not this big, scary, hairy journey of a of a um, monster that that some people feel in the very beginning of. The, the, the diagnosis that they receive, that the family receives. Uh, mm -hmm. Because like, like you've mentioned before, Michelle, that autism is a family diagnosis that mm -hmm. impacts not just the individual, but everyone that loves that individual as well. Uh, because you are, are learning uh, new ways to interface with the world and with your child's world that you may not have had to experience before. And quite honestly, I, I just wanted, I wanted to bring a new face to or, or another face to autism, at least one that I hadn't been able to find in, in my own journey. 
Well, I think you accomplished that. And I appreciate your words. And for those of you that are listening, her book is just as engaging as she is. So I loved your response. I feel like, I feel like you really achieved your goal in writing your book, which was to bring hope to those that read it. I felt that. And you know, it's funny because I don't think I even realized that's what I was feeling. And that's why I didn't want to put it down. And then you just verbalized it. And I thought that is why I felt that way. That's what I was feeling. And that is what kept me reading. I finished it in a day. Well, less than that. But I just thought, I want to read what she has to say and her experiences. And I did feel uplifted. But I also felt like what you shared were very real moments and very real struggles and experiences. And I also think it's important for those that are listening to know that Amanda is a single mom. She's a single parent and she is, she is really working hard to keep things organized in her home. And you'll, you'll understand her experiences more as you read her book, The Clouds That Chase Us. So also one thing I wanted to ask you about or talk about is in chapter seven of your book, you mention a time when your son asked the question, what's wrong with me? And that resonated with me because my children have wondered those same things. My autistic children have wondered those same things, like what's happening, what's wrong with me for them. It was mostly pre-diagnosis. They weren't diagnosed until a little bit later. Um, that was its own experience. But I want to stay focused on, on this question that I have for you. So you actually said this conversation needed to happen so I could reaffirm my deep belief that no one person is gifted with all the tools to be successful in life. All humans need opportunities for self-discovery and to sharpen what tools they have acquired. So do you feel like the what is wrong with me question has been answered for your son and that he better understands himself? Such a great question. And I would say probably in this moment, he's, it's a continual journey, right? I mean, he's, mm -hmm. he's 10 and my daughter is eight. And as soon mm -hmm. as you discover one piece about yourself, that is that leads you to more discovery, right? It just continues to open up more and more doors. And mm -hmm. so uh, I know that that question has has run through his mind before. Um, and and since that moment when when he did ask me, um, and you know, that question was heartbreaking in a lot of ways because mm -hmm. um, he does have to go to a lot of appointments. and there are, the weeks that, um, you know, we have, we have therapy for, you know, some, sometimes between three and 12 hours, it just depends on the week or it depends on the treatment plan. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've tried a lot, just like a lot of parents, you just, you keep trying and trying and trying um, yes. to find, to find the tools that are going to be uh, supportive for your child and not, not every tool is going to, to work the same for, for every individual, they're gonna, the, the tool is gonna work differently, right? Um, yes. And so when he asked me that question, it needed to, it needed to be asked. Um, mm -hmm. and, it, and I needed to start using the word autism. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think in that moment I, I talked to him about autism, but I talked to him about the fact that he has something inside of him that the rest of the world needs to see and hear about. And we have to find a way to share it with the world. And whether or not that looks like um, him being a communication rock star or him being able to express himself through um, you know, building something or through, you know, art, whatever it is, um, Mm -hmm. we have to be able to find that, that way, that how for him. And, um, and when you are going to numerous doctor's appointments and numerous therapy sessions on and on, and I'm I'm sure you have also felt this, Michelle, that that feeling of, well, why can't I get it right? Like, why, why can't I figure it out? And, and there really is no getting it right. It's, it's about, um, it's not about, let me rephrase that. It's not about, um, fitting into this mold. Uh, it's about better understanding yourself so Mm -hmm. you can reach your highest potential as a human being. And it's about my son having a better understanding of who he is and, mm-hmm. and not comparing himself to other kids uh, and, and to other humans in this world, uh, because that's, you know, that's the thief of joy. And when he starts to do that, that's when those, those thoughts kind of trickle in. So um, I love, I love what you're saying here. And I'm connecting very deeply with this because I always say, we just want our kids to be the best version of themselves that they can be. And I feel like that's what you're saying. And we look at our children and we think, what tools can I give you to help you be the very best person that you can be and who you're meant to be, that you can become within your own self. And that doesn't look like someone else. It's just you and it's who you were meant to be and who you can become. And so I think as parents, we're constantly looking at what tools can we give our children? What resources do we need to help uh, push them gently and, and also to guide them along their own journey and to help educate ourselves as the parents to help uh, at home within our own family environments. So I love, love, love what you shared. So later on in your book, you also shared a fairly traumatic experience you had with your son. And I don't want to share the details because I don't want to give away your book. (laughs) But I'll just say this really touched me because your daughter slept through the entire experience. But you said you're talking about this experience in the book and you said, um, that after this traumatic experience, your daughter was talking about something that was completely unrelated. And it was a sweet little experience that she was sharing. She did not connect to what had happened because she slept through it. And you said at that moment, that was the moment that I remembered my power as a mother. I had the power to protect my daughter from my own internal turmoil. So what I appreciate about this is that shows a level of emotional intelligence that is beyond sometimes what we're able to tap into as parents. And I'm just wondering, how did you get to that place? How were you able to 
take a look at yourself and say, I don't need, basically in that moment, I don't need to spill all the beans. She doesn't need to hear all the trauma. I can keep some of that trauma to myself and share the appropriate parts with my daughter to help her understand. But how did you get to that place of emotional understanding and self-reflection, I guess I would say? Well, I've been in the public schools for more than 20 years and my job as a school mm-hmm. administrator is to, you know, to work in, in um, situations that, that are difficult and that do involve trauma and um, are, are not all filled with, you know, lilacs and daisies. And mm-hmm. uh, so, so part of it is just the, this experience that I have of, of being in the schools and knowing that when any human being, whether they're a child or an adult, when they experience something that um, uh, is scary or um, doesn't make sense to them or involves lights and sirens and, and people wearing, you know, you know, all their paramedic gear, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's scary mm-hmm. as an adult as well. And I know what's going on because I have you know, I have 40 plus years of, of background information about what it means when when I see lights and sirens or when I see, um, you know, a doctor's stethoscope. I know what those things mean. But a mm-hmm. child who is six doesn't have that life experience and doesn't know what all of that means. And so my job as a mother is not to give my child experiences before their time. Um, my daughter doesn't need to know the ins and the outs of my parenting journey um, until she is an adult of her own and she has questions for me. And then those are questions that I may answer for her. Um, But for now, my job is to make sure that she is able to be a kid and that she is able to, um, you know, ask questions and to feel safe. And it's it's hard for kids to feel safe when they are surrounded by experiences that are scary for them. And so mm. I try my very hardest that when those experiences happen, because life is not perfect. And as much as I, I try to keep my home intact and move in at a, you know, a steamrolling pace, that is not always <laughs> the case. Uh, and so when they do happen, it's, it's not um, necessarily uh, my job to um, always react, 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 but it's, it's how I respond that really matters. That, mm-hmm. And that's, that's what my daughter needs to see. She doesn't need to see me reacting in the moment, but she needs to see my, um, my response when, when she wakes up in the next morning uh, and how I respond to, to the day and to you know, to her, you know, to her giggle and to her, you know, her morning hug. Um, I can either respond with, oh, I had such a hard night. This is what happened. I need you to be really easy on me today. Or I can respond with, good morning. It's so, you know, it's so wonderful to see you. It's so, I'm so happy to see your shining face again. Mm. And that's what she needs. She needs to know that, her mom is going to be there. That I'm that consistent. I'm that consistent person um, when she wakes up in the morning. Oh, I love that. I'm guessing 
now that I know that you also have started an organization called Autism Aptitude, I'm guessing that some of the coaching you do might also include emotional coaching. <laughs> Would that be right? Yeah. And, and um, just to, to make it clear to, to listeners, um, I am not a psychologist. I don't have any uh, certification in behavioral therapy. I just have a lot of life experience. And mm-hmm. I do work with parents to help them better understand their own responses to to things that are happening on their parenting journey because parenting is is no joke. It is a tough gig. And that's right. You don't know this when when you decide to become a parent, if you even make that choice. <laughs> Sometimes sure. we're, we're given what we're given, right? And sure. um, and so our, our parenting journeys are are really hard and there's really tough moments. And um, mm-hmm. like a lot of parents, there are there are moments when it feels very isolating and like the world is against you, um, especially when it comes to your own child. And my my role is to help other parents understand that you are not alone, that you are not on this journey um, by yourself, that other others share a, a common thread. We may not uh, be woven into the same blanket, but we have a common shared thread with each other. And and I do do help you to understand you know, some of the things that um, might be going on and, and what that might mean and, and how, how you want to respond moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. I hope I answered the question for you. Yes, you did. And I think that's very important for parents to know that they have a support network and someone that they can go to to help them create that support network. So, Amanda, I have one last question for you because I feel like after listening to you, parents are going to say, I really want to talk to Amanda. So how can they find you? How can they get in touch with you? Well, I'm on all major social media platforms under Amanda Mm -hmm. Ertz. And Mm -hmm. uh, you can also visit my website at autismaptitude.com. And there'll be ways, numerous ways to get in touch with me when you visit that website. Oh, I love this. And for those of you that are listening, um, if you follow me on Instagram, which is navigating.the.spectrum, I will post about this podcast and I will post about Amanda's book. And I will also share her organization called Autism Aptitude. So go ahead and follow along and you will find all of her resources as I as they come out, as I publish this podcast. So thank you for listening. And Amanda, thank you so much for your words of wisdom and everything that you shared today. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. And to um, the listeners who are out there, I just want to uh, mention that I am a support out there and there is something really exciting that's going to be launched here uh, in August. It is called emoset.com. It's a web page that you can visit, and um, it is a way for your kids to have a better understanding of their own emotions and a way for them to self-identify, to become more self-aware. Because when our kids can become more self-aware about emotions, then they can begin to take steps to find tools to navigate how to deal with those emotions. And so this is something I'm really passionate about, and I really hope that we can share uh, this this journey called parenthood together, and I look forward to to more 
to more shared talks with you, Michelle, and to, to our listeners who also want to share their stories with you. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I will also share the Emoset uh, website with you all as well. So you'll have a place to go and click and it'll take you right there. I, I love, I love talking about emotions and uh, teaching about the ability to identify emotions for our children. I think that's critical too. So, and I love connecting parents with resources and what a great resource you have created. So thanks again, Amanda. Thank you, Michelle.